losses in a row now. Ten losses in which the Pirates never scored more than three runs. This is not okay. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. The Pirates lost in Washington yesterday by a 3-1 count. The counts almost don't matter at this stage because the Pirates just no longer hit the baseball. They no longer even take reasonably aggressive approaches at the plate. They look, for the most part, I'm obviously not lumping everyone into this since, you know, Adam Frazier leads the majors in hits and Brian Reynolds continues to do his thing. But for the most part, they don't even look competitive. They look... Here's the meanest word you can say about someone at the major league level. They look overmatched. They don't belong. They don't belong. Why? I mean, the easy answer to that is that they're just not very good. If Kai Tom's getting into your lineup on any regular basis, you've got a problem. And this team's got a problem right now. When I'm talking about the team, I'm not just talking about the guys taking the field. I'm talking about the team, as in the entire operation, the franchise. Because there's a problem here. And that is that this is Pittsburgh. And that kind of garbage doesn't fly here. I'm a lifer. And when I say I'm a lifer, I mean a lifer in terms of following the Pirates in addition to being a Pittsburgh lifer. And the people here will show patience to an extent. They'll respect a longer-term process to an extent. But don't embarrass them. Don't embarrass the city. Don't embarrass the people who are paying still, and there are some, to come to PNC Park to watch the Pirates this coming weekend. Don't embarrass them when there's a house half full or whatever it's going to be of Clevelanders who come down because the Indians are here, or whatever they're calling themselves the Indians this year or next year. Don't embarrass them. And that's what's starting to happen right now. And that can't happen. That can't happen because of the impact that it'll have on the future. Because this isn't an expansion town, you know? This isn't a city that just discovered baseball. We've been in the National League as a city since 1887. In the American Association, going back to 1882, if you feel like tacking five more years on it. A century and a half. And there aren't many dummies here when it comes to baseball. 
They can't just be told, hang on for a couple of years. They've got to at least see something. Back in April, we all saw something. The team hit. The team was competitive. The team looked like it was having fun. The team pitched, especially out of the bullpen, really, really well. What ended up happening? The team stopped hitting. And if anyone remembers, going back to spring training, what was my number one concern about this team? And everybody else was fussing about pitching, and I kept saying the biggest problem this team is going to have on the field in Pittsburgh in 2021 would be that they wouldn't hit. That's what we're seeing right now, and it puts extra pressure on the pitchers, the starting pitchers. Starting pitchers aren't lasting as long. Derek Shelton's giving them a quick hook, which isn't helping. Bullpen comes in too soon. Bullpen's getting worn down, and it all snowballs, and that's what you're seeing right now. But it all emanates from the lack of hitting. Where does that come from? Again, easy answer, not enough talent. Okay, how do you solve that? Get rid of these people who can't hit even 200 in the majors. How about that? Does that seem like a reasonable place to start? What's Gregory Polanco bringing you at this point? To Just to justify that he's getting a paycheck? If Polanco gets cut, he'll be far from the only dead money being paid out, considering that Neil Huntington, Kyle Stark, Frank Coonley, and Clint Hurdle are all still collecting checks. Throw Polanco into the mix. He's wasting every single plate appearance, with very few exceptions, that he's handed, and yet he's given those plate appearances in the middle of the batting order. Toward what end? Who's he? I like the guy. I think most of you know that. But I'm speaking now from a sports opinion standpoint. Who's he to deserve this type of treatment? They're acting like he he deserves some kind of royal send-off here or whatever. Why is Kevin Newman still playing? What more do you need to see from Kevin Newman after two full years of contact that wouldn't break a wet paper towel? What are you doing? How much longer do you want to put up with this? And look, I'm not saying go and spend a zillion dollars or whatever on a season that's totally lost, okay? That would be beyond dumb. But at least keep moving the pieces, moving the parts. Anthony Alford's back to hitting again down in Indianapolis, hit a ball 450 feet last night out of the stadium, all the way out onto the street. If you've ever been to Victory Field, that's a shot. He's hitting close to 500 over the past couple of weeks. Look, I saw what he did when he was up here earlier, and I didn't like it either, but so what? Bring him up, you know? What's the worst thing that can happen? He'll hit 145? I I have no use for baseball position players who can't hit it's been a baseball follower defect of mine since i was a child i don't want to see michael perez ever at the plate behind it he's okay 
at it doesn't belong anywhere close to the major leagues. Why is he here? You can't tell me that across the scope of a waiver wire, AAA, quad A if you want to get symbolic, that Ben Charrington can't find two or three people who can just flat hit. And no, Derek Shelton, I no longer want to hear about so-and-so's versatility in the field. It doesn't matter. Your team can't hit, and it's killing you. It's killing a lot of what you want to achieve. Again, not even so much at the Pittsburgh level in 2021, but down below because you're going to lose that good feeling, that good vibe that, that came in April just from being passable. The team finished April a game under 500. I don't mean to make it sound like they deserve a parade for it. But they had their highlights. They had their moments. They had things that they could show to other minor leaguers. Hey, you know, playing in Pittsburgh, playing in the Pittsburgh system isn't some cross to bear. You know, we've got some pretty good players here. We're doing things right. You can't do that when you're sending up a bunch of 150 hitters. You can't do that when the manager's writing out a lineup card that's got basically three names on it. Find some beer league slugger who can't play any position, but put somebody up there who can hit the baseball. Oh, oh, and one other thing. If the mission, as is defined by Charrington, by Shelton, by pretty much everybody in the organization, going all the way up to the owner, is to get better then Rick Eckstein had better have a lot more than Brian Reynolds and his return to being good again on his resume after this season. Because I'm sorry, I'm not feeling inclined to isolate the Eckstein effect to what Reynolds has done or to what Frazier has done. They've both been consistent hitters pretty much their whole lives. I mean, Frazier, I, I shouldn't say that. Frazier is more of a, a streaky, slumpy type, and who knows, maybe he'll run into one of those. But when you're the hitting coach and you aren't getting results from, like, anybody that the GM is bringing in, and he's had a whole DFA carousel happening, then maybe the hitting coach is also part, not entirely, maybe not even most, but part of the problem. This is an annoying subject. When we come back, uh, let's just do just one question. Hopefully it's on something else. just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the north shore tavern directly across federal street from pnc park north shore tavern has steak on a stone north shore tavern is home to the planet's only 
fully dedicated pirate sports bar. And North Shore Tavern, little known fact, has probably five or six employees who can do a better job of hitting the baseball than Michael Perez. Let's go to today's just one question, in case you thought I was going to let this go. Michael Lynch asks, after trading Adam Frazier, do you still think the Pirates are going to lose less than 100 games? And by the way, I have no issue with the Pirates tanking this year if it gets us Elijah Green. The Pirates aren't tanking. I know a lot of that's going to come up here. This is a team that can't hit. These guys, look, they're terrible. Half of everyone they're sending up to the plate right now. But the last thing they'd be doing is is tanking or not trying. And if you think the team is tanking or not trying by putting them up there, let's at least wait to see how the weekend plays out. I would like to think that today, today, with the free day, the travel day from Washington to Pittsburgh, the day off, that Charrington is working his phones like crazy to get somebody other than these people marching up to the plate as sacrificial outs one after the other. Let's see. If he doesn't... uh, Anyway, what was your actual question here? Do I still think they're going to lose less than 100? Yeah, yeah, I do, because it's really, really hard in baseball to lose 100 games. The math is pretty daunting on it. And yeah, I know that that's where they currently project, but I also know that when big slumps like this happen, when there's a 10-game losing streak... Uh, when the bats go completely silent, almost never does that occur without consequence, meaning the players that did that bad thing get changed into other players. And maybe the other players are better or they just get hot, but there's usually something that comes along that reverses it. These Pirates continue to have a very, very good bullpen. I know Clay Holmes has struggled lately, and I know it hasn't been completely spotless, and nobody liked seeing Josh Bell hit a late home run and everything else yesterday. But I also know that this bullpen has been really, really good. And if you have that, you're going to be competitive because you're going to be in most games, just like the Pirates were yesterday pretty much right up until the end, at least until you looked at who would be coming up to hit. So no, I I don't see 100. I'm not ruling it out. I I don't put money on sports or anything like that, and I certainly wouldn't do that in this case if I did. Uh, Because in addition to Adam Frazier, you could also see Tyler Anderson getting uh, traded. You could see Richard Rodriguez getting traded. Um, You could see Charrington continuing to move toward building up both quality and quantity in prospects. But if you'll pardon me, Michael, to swing back to the discussion of the day here, you can't just let the Pittsburgh portion of it go burn in hell. I mean, you have to take care of the main product, what's on the main stage. You can't get embarrassed. And the Pirates' offense right now is embarrassing. They should be embarrassed. Everybody from Bob Nutting to Charrington to Shelton to Eckstein to the individual players who are going up to the plate on a daily basis 
and barely competing, they should be embarrassed. And today is the day they need to be acting on that. No, I'm not being an idiot not to make something out of the 2021 season or anything like that. Just to not be embarrassing, which is what they are right now. I appreciate everyone who dares to push play on a podcast called Daily Shot of Pirates. I appreciate that more than I can say, as well as your question, Michael. We'll do another one of these tomorrow, ideally discussing all of the moves that'll be made in advance of the weekend series against Cleveland. (laughs) 